Um, so I've been writing a lot the last week, or the last two weeks. So I haven't actually been reading that much. Um, I've been kind of uh, desultorily rereading Moby Dick, which I don't have anything substantive to say about. It's just, it, it is a little weird. I read it when I was 12, and I am like realizing how much I didn't get when I was 12. I don't even know how I finished it when I was 12. Um, it's just like a little dum-dum trying to read Moby Dick. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I've also been reading The Dyer's Hand by W.H. Auden, uh, uh, one of my favorite poets. But uh, this is a collection of, um, I was about to say speeches, but yeah, I, this is what he was professor of. He was professor of poetry at Oxford for four years, and these are a bunch of his lectures and or lecture notes. Um which I kind of, I, I, li I like the, the notey sections more. It starts with um, two, two sections of prologue that are all aphorisms, uh, which are probably the best part of a book on reading and then on writing. Um, Interesting. Yeah, which, which, which uh, are, are entertaining um, and, 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 yeah, thought-provoking. Um, the whole book, uh, there, there's like a whole chapter on Shakespeare that is interrupted by a lecture or notes on Nathaniel West. So this is like, just like right up my alley. This is quick, or Nash Gate for, for me. Um, so the what's thing, the, what's the uh, premise? Yeah, I mean, what was the premise of the book? Was it kind of put together after he died or well, was yeah, it? Yeah, I was about to say, there's not really like a comprehensive premise. Okay. Um, because it's just like lecture notes from a few years. It's just notes on nonfiction. There's not like a thesis that we need to contend with. Um, but one thing I did, this is actually from the very beginning of the book, uh, the one thing, I, I guess I, I overstated it by saying I had prepared. Uh, but the one thing that I have to bring for both of us to talk about is that um, at, the, at the beginning, the first section, uh, like I said, the aphorisms on reading, um, and kind of more specifically, like reading critically or on critics, capital C critics. Um, Auden talks about how, like, just when you're, you are you yourself liking or disliking a book, you don't need to worry about this, but that a, a critic's judgments, um, should kind of be prefaced by him or her saying their, what he calls Eden describing Eden for them because everything that they read or like imagine um, if, they, if you describe a house or a chair or something it's always going to be compared against their like favorite version of that yeah um, and even like you know a character's sweater if it's a green sweater I'm going to have like you know a kind of like uh, unconscious childhood bias towards that childish bias towards that because green's my favorite color mm -hmm. um so he has this little like questionnaire. It's more of like a topic uh, to talk about for for his own personal Eden, which he goes through. Um, and uh, I can give, I can read those, I guess, as as promptings as need be. And there's some 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 topics that I do not have much of an opinion on, um, and I actually usually agree with with, with without him. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just go through. So, for example, um, he starts by saying that the landscape of his Eden would be limestone uplands like the Pennines, plus a small region of igneous, igneous, sorry, of igneous, igneous rock with at least one extinct volcano, which is a good touch, a precipitous and invented sea coast. Um, so yeah, that's like his, his Edenic, his perfect. All right, say that last part again. Um, a precipitous and indented sea coast. Coast, okay. And is yeah, this, is this coast, coast, is the coast by the, irregularly, by the rocks where the volcano is? I guess so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, this is his, his utopia. Um, so for landscape, I, I don't have much of a, I guess I, I don't, I, I've lived so much in cities. Um, right. I, I don't, I don't even have like a would, innate connection or like, like an idea anymore. Would um, yours be a city? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, my ideal like living environment probably would be 
our city uh, just because of people and stuff. Yeah. Um, but if, yeah, if, 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 if we're saying you have to have like a country landscape, it would just be like hills and like at least one mountain that is like impossible to summit. Um, at least like in the middle distance. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can like visit. Uh, but yeah, for you, what would your, what's your like, dream landscape what's your perfect landscape your edonic landscape well you know it's i want you to read the, if we're assuming that i want I, I don't want to take too much time saying this because what i was going to reply to was um how hard that would be to define for every i think for because how do you know because when you see for example i love houses I, mean, I think everybody loves houses i mean most people mm-hmm. probably have an oh, idea well, we'll but okay, but you see a house or you're in a place on a landscape like I've been looking at mountain land with my family lately and you go there and you really have to experience it to know and I think it's sort of indefinable. You just you know if you like it or not, right? Mm. I don't know how to explain it. Mine would definitely be so that, Yeah, you would. My experience, you know, I'm happy in certain places. I'm happy in Chapel Hill, I'm happy in Boone. Um so it would be mm. probably more of a town type in with with a lot of trees and a lot of hills and yeah a nice a nice place for nice weather and where I could go on walks that's what okay. I think of for yeah. landscape Yeah so I don't think either of us have that much to say about landscape how about so he says climate british which is stupid <laughs> <laughs> for climate I would I would say you're just wrong that's a bad climate get that shit out of here I mean, this is where he grew up, so... Well, I yeah, don't know. Stupid, childish affection. No, <laughs> What's yours? Wrong. The best climate in the world would be the same as uh, Marina Del... Do you know Marina Del Rey? Yes. It's... it's. I guess I'll, I'll just say, like, Santa Monica or Venice Beach. Um, so, yeah, going north to south, it's Santa Monica, Venice Beach, Marina Del Rey. Except I would add, like, one weekend a year of, like hilariously frigid temperatures just like one weekend mm. every year it's like i mean for for in that context it would have to be like it only have to be like 25 degrees and be horrifyingly cold um but that would be my perfect climate it would be 68 degrees most days yeah. and then one weekend maybe like rains two weeks a year or something <laughs> and uh otherwise 68 degrees I I really love I love the violent differences in weather where I'm at. You probably remember that from Chapel Hill. I don't mm. know, but I like I like I all. Do. I'm kind of annoying because yeah. I would say all seasons. I love I love all kinds of weather. The spring I would say in 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 North Carolina is very. It's very different from day to I day. The summer in North Carolina, yeah, the humidity. I love it all. I, mean, I love hot days. The, the I love cool days. I would say my favorite, if I had to pick one day, obviously, I would pick 70-degree weather, sunny, partly cloudy. Like, I, you know, I hate to say that, but that, I think, would be my pick if I had to pick one. But I love rainy days for reading. I love cold days. I love snow. I love hot days for swimming. I love every weather. But So uh, that would be difficult for me, but I think the spring the is my one, favorite. I do not have an answer to. I very much do not. I mean, he was writing this in like 1962, so this is kind of a progressive answer. But he says, ethnic origin of inhabitants, <laughs> uh, which I officially do not have. He says, highly varied as in the United States, which is like, there you go, Weissen. Yeah. Uh, but with a slight Nordic preference, or sorry, with a slight Nordic predominance. Like, ooh, Grandpa, do you want to watch TV, Grandpa? <laughs> Let's go. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, language. <laughs> he talks a lot. He says, um, of mixed origins like English, but highly inflected. Um, yeah, <laughs> like he's, different. He's not, he's not uh, his English is not, uh, or his language is not English. We've talked a lot about how I, I think English is a trash language. What is um, his language? Like, Oh, he, he doesn't name it. Um, he says out of mixed origins, like English, but highly inflected. Oh. Um, so yeah, more more accented. Uh, not like the certainly not like the like mid Atlantic bland accent. Um, yeah, not something more more sing songy and high and low. Um, I would say something like Welsh or Irish. Mm. One of those like. Yeah. Melodic languages. 
again, get rid of English. <laughs> no. um, like, I would, if I could, if I could press a button, I would just like wipe English off the face of the earth. Well, I hate um, to I hate to admit that I am. You know how they call people who like British stuff Anglophiles? I love British movies. Yeah, I just love them. I love old British movies, right. so I have to admit that. So, I, but I do agree with you. We've talked about it before. Welsh to me is the most melodious oh, yeah, language I've language. ever heard. So I might pick Welsh. Yeah, only like a hundred thousand people speak uh, <laughs> some, some tiny, bad little contingent. Yeah. Um, Another another victim of, but they still have but they still have cool sounding voices even when they speak English, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I had a professor from uh, Swansea, and uh, yeah, he was he was he, he, it was a philosophy professor, and yeah, oh, he was wow. talking about in you know dry academic philosophy, analytical philosophy. Um, it was very uh, just. Yeah, it's fun to hear him talk. It's very nice to hear him talk. Welsh Canadian. Um, okay, so weights and measures. I had no, I have no opinion on this. But he says irregular and complicated with no decimal system. And I 100% agree. I like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I like that. I, I. I know that like the metric system would hypothetically be efficient but yeah i like random names and like stupid measurements that don't like divide out and aren't in round numbers um 12 inches go into a feet and three feet go into a yard yeah i 100 percent support that i i agree i've always i've always disliked the metric system but that's a bias from when i learned it because yeah, I didn't learn the metric system from school. Because yeah, oh, did you didn't learn it in school? Or well, I mean, I mean? I knew what a foot was, but I never I, whatever the metric system is versus how we measure things. I, I've never mastered that. I don't know. I I, I was taught how to uh, how to measure things in American. <laughs> well, I don't have an opinion though. I think, it's, I think American is actually like continental. Uh, I think it's it's the older European. Well, what do you think his point is? What is up. what is his point? Like that it's more interesting and because it's doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's it's more fun. It doesn't need to necessarily be useful. Yeah, It'll yeah. I never liked. I don't like the argument. Do. I didn't like the argument that you had to make everybody the same. I didn't understand that. Why yeah. why can't everybody be different? Yeah. yeah. You know. I agree. Um, I would like to like go to another city or like go to another you know area and have to like hear them saying like rods and right uh, yeah or stones of, yeah, and the stones for weight how many stones <laughs> so, I think that's stones funny. like that's a lot of stones or a little stones I don't know how many stones that is yeah stones um, can be all different yeah, sizes I agree. and then for religion. He has, Religion. I don't think he was ever Roman Catholic, but he has Roman Catholic in an easygoing Mediterranean sort of way. <laughs> Lots of local saints. <laughs> That's his Eden. That's funny. Um, now, hold yeah, on. I have that, to ask you a question. Say, I would say just pagan. Let yeah. me ask you a question. Is he referring to, when he says you're Eden, is he talking about like your idea of beauty or is he talking about your favorite thing? You know what I mean? Like, does he like how well, it looks to be Roman Catholic? Think of, I guess so. Um, okay. Yeah. Because he wasn't I, Roman I mean, Catholic. His dreams of Eden is his own business. Yeah. He doesn't really, like... Uh, He's not advocating. too much, but I feel like... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I know he, he came back to, like, the Anglican Church or something. <clears throat> um... But yeah, I don't think he was ever actually Roman Catholic. And your favorite religion is um, pagan. <laughs> well, well I don't think yeah, that's... In, in, in my dream world, okay. there would be like... Uh, oh, I get it. So, you, in other words, you're inventing a dream world. You're inventing like... an Eden. I get it. Yeah. Th these are elements yeah. of your Eden. Okay. Uh, this would be my Eden would be like, every week there's like some pagan festival that we forget like exactly why it happens, but everyone's like... Uh, into like the performances, there's like performances <laughs> and songs and maples and shit. Um, but yeah, no like weekly devotions, no weekly, 
thing you have to wake up for <laughs> and wear nice clothes too. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> some of that goes without saying for me. Yeah. I don't know. So in other words, we're inventing a place and in this place there's a religion, there's a there's a weight and measure and there's language and there's ethnic people and there's um <laughs> yeah. climate. Okay. And there's a landscape. All right. I don't know. I mean, so he like would say the si- perfect one for you. I like what he said about kind of being um I guess he was talking about kind of like an easygoing Catholic. That kind of sounds nice. I like I like mass. I really do. I have to admit that. And I like the colors and the mm. I like the words, and I, I think I like the logic of it, which we talked a lot about, I think, when we discussed the last yeah. book we read. The logic really appeals to me based on my upbringing, which was very uh, emotional. And I rejected, no the emo- <laughs> yeah. I rejected the emotion, you know, when I was uh, later in my teens, and I, I just really got sick of that because I think it's a horrible way to think and to induce anybody to do anything by, you know, so I really appreciate that about it. But yeah, I'm with you though. I mean, in a perfect Eden, if it was Eden, I could pick anything. Wouldn't I pick the original Eden religion where it was like, you're just naked and (laughs) God's there. I mean, what, why would I pick a religion? I mean, if you're, if you, you know, uh, why would I pick something in my Eden that I had to do? I mean, if, yeah, if you believe in the literal myth of Eden, or if you believe in the myth of Eden as a literal yeah. thing, I guess. <laughs> What's the next okay, thing? Uh, for form of government, <laughs> which is going to be tricky, <laughs> he put absolute monarchy elected for life by law. Oh, wow. So by who? Somebody is lotter- selected by lottery to be the oh, absolute lottery. monarchy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, form of government, I would put, like, mutual aid. Um, you would put we what? Live by Kropotkinist mutual aid. What does that mean? We live by Kropotkinist principles, and I would not have to lecture people about Kropotkin. I don't know what that means. Or explain. Spell it out for me. Mutual aid means. Uh, well, yeah, there would be no state. Okay. Um, and... Uh, well, what's the yeah, word you said? Know. What is that word you said? Kapotnis? Mutual, as in mutual. Oh, he's Kropotkin. Peter Kropotkin, Prince Peter Kropotkin. Okay. Yeah, I'm not aware of him. He was a anarchist uh, philosopher, prince, literal okay. prince, from Russia in like the late 1900s. He and... Uh, <laughs> Late, or late 1800s. He and, he and, and this is your guy? I did, I, that's that's a great... Influence. He very much influenced. Have you read The Soul of Man Under Socialism? No. It's basically like Oscar Wilde um, biting Kropotkin style. Or biting Kropotkin's. I guess we could talk about economic activities too because uh, I guess those are, are related. <laughs> Especially when. Go ahead, lay us uh, out your. What's your utopian economic situation? So that would be. um, Have you ever heard of the term fully automated luxury communism? No. Okay, so in the full van under under socialism, um, this is actually something Keynes talked about how we have, like, the technology to, like, just have production and. Uh, oh yeah, just have production of food and resources for housing and <clears throat> lodging all of people. We have the ability to make that just like completely automated. No one would need, you know, uh, no one would need uh, other than like people managing the machinery occasionally. Um, I mean, like we have, we have the, I mean, this is utopia, so it doesn't have to be practical, I guess. Uh, but, I mean, it is practical because we have enough food. We have enough production capacity to feed 10 billion people at the current right now. Um, it's just that things are hoarded by the wealthy who are fine with people dying. Um, so, yeah, economic activities would be like robots uh, mining or robots, I guess some mining. <laughs> but, yeah, robots farming for us. Uh, while we sit and do what, what man is meant to do and just uh, live in leisure and, mm-hmm. you know, write novels and poetry and don't write novels and don't write poetry and read and, um, like, live poetry. And that's called fully automated luxury communism? 
Well, that's a, that's a kind of jokey term term for it. For it. It sounds like a Simpsons episode. It's not like a academic. Okay. All right. Um, my form of government. It's, like I said, it's kind of jokey, but. Well, I wonder why. Why do we know why we live in a psychopathic state? First of all, where is Auden right? from? Is Auden from Britain? He's from Britain. He lived in America okay. and Austria. I thought he was American in my and head. He was. A, he lived in America for a while, basically after World War Two. But he split his time between places. Did he give a reason for his uh, absolute monarchy answer or no? Is no, that just, it's just that's his his like perfect. And he's not being yeah, I don't silly. Need a reason. It's just it's it's okay. not like it, yeah. It's not a re- it's not something you have reasons for. This is you know unconscious biases or unconscious uh, what, dream worlds. So okay, cherished since childhood. Well, no, I mean, my question would be, would be I hate to be so analytical about this, but so if I'm building my utopia, it goes back to the religion thing. Why would I make a religion if I'm in utopia? So I'm I'm with you about no state if I can invent a utopia. But you know, okay. if we're in, if we're in the realm of this world, that wouldn't be my answer. You know, but again, I don't so I don't know. I like limited well, yeah, government. Would be absolute monarchy. Yeah, mine would be limited government with a you know a constitution and uh you know, and and you would have rule of law and so forth. So I, I, that would be my answer, I guess. Right? <laughs> what about for like ac- uh, economic activities? Well, I don't get. So I don't get where you're coming lead, from. Lead, I, I mining, coal mining, chemical factories, paper mills, sheep farming, truck farming, greenhouse horticulture. Those are the things people do in his world. Land <laughs> mining, coal mining, chemical. Coal mining? Like what? What is, is he saying? <laughs> these are like... Um, chemical factories. Romantic That would be jobs? Is, no, that's, that's just like what would be what people would do with their days in his world. But, well, I'm, I'm pretty convinced. I'm, I'm convinced about the argument that and I, I don't, I, I find your opinions nebulous. I really don't understand them. So I'm not criticizing you. So, but you, so you can feel free to say whatever you want. But uh, yeah, so I'm convinced by the argument for freedom, which is people are free to do what they want and their incentives lead to cooperation, which yeah, leads to. Yeah, but if you're dreaming, if you're dreaming of a world, what are people doing in that world? Whatever they want, right? Is that not a good answer? I don't know. <laughs> That's a horrible answer. That's not anything. That's what you said, right? I said I said something very specific and not nebulous. I said <laughs> robots are doing our farming while we're off, uh, you know, writing novels, and poetry. I, no, I don't like that world at all. I want to live in a world where people and theater go to work every day, okay, and, and no they do what they like want. A nine to five job. No, but you work, and then you do what you want when you're not working. That's the thing. That's how it works. In my utopia. <laughs> I don't know. I think you have to have it's something to do. Utopia. What if people don't want to write novels? Then what are they going to do? You have to have a purpose, or you're going to go and crazy. you can read novels. What if they that's, don't read? That's a really depressing thing that, uh, again, Keynes talked about when he was talking about this, about how, like, we don't need to do labor. Well, Keynes but, isn't, like... like People's souls are, like, so bent out of shape by capitalism that, like, it, like, it, it makes people, like, anxious to think about, like, not having to work. I, I have a, uh, uh, my, I, I know a retired person. It's, like, my, my, my brother's wife's dad. I don't know what that is relation to. He's not related to me. <laughs> but I know a guy who retired a few months ago and he started working again. Yeah. He had nothing to be he had no idea what to do with his life other than uh he, he had just like no idea what to do with his time. He doesn't need money. I, I don't think that's I don't like think that's bad. Then bent into the guy who does HVAC stuff. I mean, yeah, it's not inherently bad. That's what you're saying. It'll be meaningless. It's just like not necessarily good or bad. It's just depressing. I don't, I don't find it depressing. I think it's fun to work. I like working. I really think working is rewarding, but, uh, 
I think we have different views on that. <laughs> I don't want to like. I don't want to tear down right. your point of view, but uh, I just think it's sort of yet to face reality. The reality is, people who don't work, I think it's it, bad things typically come of that. Like if you don't have any purpose, I don't think that that ends a good. So. That's to me the natural state that's of, of what living. What I'm saying is that people, people, well, you're that saying that's no you're saying that's superficial. Other than doing HVACing for people in Richmond, <laughs> he has no purpose outside of just like his function. Right, but think about the smallest thing you buy, HVAC. Nash. I mean, the smallest thing you need. <laughs> someone had to work to do it. It's not like you can magically have what you need or want. You know? Oh, really? You think I don't know that exists? Nash, I know you know We're it. Talking about I'm answering. I'm, okay, fine. I'm answering what you just said, though. People need HVAC. That's why he's able to have that job, and that gives him a purpose. It's a good thing. It's not negative. I don't think. I I don't know. I mean, I you're, the answer to your conundrum about he has no capitalism what I'm is that there's no intrinsic value to his life beyond doing HVACing for other people is. It's horribly depressing to me. Okay, but you like to write. He probably doesn't like to write. He may like to do mechanical work, which may be, you know. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, but I that's guess. what he's doing. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know what the answer is to he, your he's doing conundrum for, here. He's going, he went back to work again. Like, well, that's what my dad not did. Like he's building like little mechanical things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but you know that's normal. I mean, my dad did that. I think most people do that. My grandfather, you know, he had he worked till the day he died, basically. But he was retired. It yeah, gave him something to do. You know, he had a husband. Yeah. Uh, he had a husband. A. Uh, a property he owned, and that was something to do. He had to fix things and collect rent and stuff. But uh, I, I don't know. I think that's natural. I guess is what I'm. This is how I'm looking at it. But uh, yeah, I, it happens. I'm not saying that it doesn't. <clears throat> it literally said it happens. But it's natural to want to work, to want to do these things that you find pointless. That's natural. It's like it's as natural as you wanting to write to make money. You know. No, I would say that, that, that that's totally different. That there's like intrinsic. I mean, again, saying intrinsic versus extrinsic. He's not like a hobbyist who does HVAC because he loves HVACing. It's just he only knows to work. Yeah, and you're you're wages. implying that that is something that's imposed upon him. But things that have intrinsic like value are superior to things that only have trade value, commodity value extrinsic value yeah and so in utopia you wouldn't have to do the things that didn't have value in your opinion yeah okay. I mean, you would still be doing things it just wouldn't be labor it would, be but don't leisure. you think it's like, impossible to know nothing leisure is doing a thing but people like to do. okay <laughs> fine but but aren't people aren't people individualistic to the point of that being an impossible thing to uh, define for everybody right so i have no idea what you personally or what him or, or anybody finds valuable inherently that's up to you right it's weird how i've been thinking about this too it's weird how like capitalism makes some people into like <laughs> like otherwise like hypothetically religious conservative people uh-huh. into like thoroughgoing relativists who are like <laughs> so scared to what like judge or have an opinion on you, you that's what i mean that's say what, say what you mean very <laughs> thorough relativism well you're just saying that we, you, you, i mean you're just saying that you, yeah you just said you can't define how i'm just saying in utopia yeah people would in my utopia people would be writing dramas and mm-hmm. like reading and writing novels and i'm not like trying to inhabit, you know, some random stranger and try to, like, figure out what he would like to do for labor, what would be his favorite job that he could get with his employment or his employment history and his, like, education status. Um, That just wouldn't happen, Um, which is, like, a firm decision. Whereas, like, yeah, you're just saying, like, in a very relativistic way that you're not even going to, in your utopia... Uh, outlaw any economic activity, but I'm not even saying outlaw, I'm just saying that when I dream of, of, of a perfect world, people are not doing HVAC in yeah. their 70s. 
But you don't yeah, dream of a perfect world. Though. Their that's that's a hard ask, you know, in my opinion. Because I I don't know. I like the world I'm in. I don't know what what would I take away. I would take away the bad things, I guess, right? But that's a lot of things. I hear yeah, what you're saying. No, it's so hard to get you to like. I don't see how that's contradictory. I don't see. Well, how is it contradictory to say people? Okay. Well, I like your world. I personally like to write and invent. I want to be a writer, you know. But I, I, I know that a lot of people are very unlike me. Well, there would not. There would. I would not allow people in my world to want to do HVAC. They have to. <laughs> Why not? Let the robots do it. Well, oh, I'm not I forgot sure about the robots. The robots is. are doing it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody is doing HVAC is necessary, which I think it's like keeping the ventilation clean, maybe. So that would be necessary, I think. You think it's about ventilation? So, yeah, it's, the robot. Yeah, it's heating and air. I, have, I don't know what HVAC is. Okay, well, it's okay. heating and air, like the ducts and stuff in the in the building. Yeah, you have a you have a lot of buildings, so you need a lot of people to yeah. do that. Yeah. So your robots would somehow do that. Okay. Well, or you have robots. Like little Roombas doing it instead of, you know, both Korean men having to climb into it. I don't think it's relativistic okay, to tell on. people they can do what they want. I'm sorry. I don't think that's a contradiction at all. That's literally, you're, you're, you're literally avoiding making any kind of like judgment on their, their, their economic desire, what, you know, their, their, their desires, their, their actions. Yeah, but Nash, if you were to read Utopia... If you were to read Utopia by I'm Thomas More, like Utopia a by Nash Kuhn. It's, it's, it's a contradiction of, like, the, the, you know, the I, belief in capitalism. I hear what you're saying. Forces on to people. Okay. Forces in, people into. I think that's an interesting thought. But uh, but what I was, I, 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 what I was, the difference is I was saying if I live in a world and you write what Utopia is and I read that book, I'm probably going to be like, I feel constricted by Nash's vision. So my point is, in Utopia, why can't everybody just do what they want? But if I'm defining it, okay, maybe I would have to sit down and think about it. I don't know. But, you know, it's not going to happen. So Okay. Whatever. Go ahead. What's the next yeah, one? It's like, it doesn't have to be practical. Um even though, like I said, fully automated luxury communism is as practical as what we have now. Uh, means of transport. He has horses and horse-drawn vehicles. Oh, God. Uh, Narrow-gauge railroads, canal barges, balloons. No automobiles. I 100% agree with that. Or airplanes. I Why? can't agree with that. Why do you agree with the no cars? Go ahead. Speak your piece. No, no cars? I love cars. That's I, I hate to drive. I hate being driven. Um, I hate being driven. God knows. <laughs> I hate being like claustrophobic. Like claustrophobic. I don't feel the. I don't like driving. I don't so, feel the joy of the road or the freedom of the road or whatever. What don't you enjoy about driving though? Is it about. is it is it because of your vision or is it something else? Because I love driving. I would love to hear. I just don't like to. I don't like the activity. I mean, you can kill people. It's a like one or two ton or whatever thing that yeah. people. I mean, I guess in in Eden, no one would be having accidents. <laughs> but uh, it's like uh, it's not fun at all. There's just like a lot of responsibilities and what? people drive really fast. And all right. Well, I'm the opposite. People. My transportation in Eden oh, is cars. Are you surprised that people drive and kill? So for me, it would just be bikes and trains. Bikes, and, and I like trains. I do like riding on. Um, well, I'm not used to train trains, but um, what do you call them? Narrow gauge. Wherever. We call them. Uh, God, what do we call it? We have this fake train. We call a it train. It's light rail. That's what we call it. I kind of enjoy that because yeah. you're with other people, and it's it's always something going on. Always interesting. Yeah. yeah. So there'd be <clears> light rail. There'd be a tangerine. Um, and you don't like airplanes, rail. did you say, or you do like airplanes? Well, I don't like airplanes because, like, uh, someone my height, it's very uncomfortable to fly an airplane. Really? Um, and uh, it just like take like it's just like going to an airport and yeah, it's a big deal. Back from an airport is such a hassle. But I mean, it didn't used uh, to be. I don't think, but yeah, it like, is now two or three person planes that you get to just fly 
corn. I, I I I don't think they would exist in my in my Eden, but I don't I like I don't like airports. I don't like airports and like commercial airplanes. But I, I don't have anything really against like the idea of flight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely a hassle. I like answer balloons. And I, I do have a fear of uh flying, I think, for sure, but um but for some reason, I guess because I've done it so few times. Occasionally, I do. I've done it so few times. It's like a big deal when I fly. So I do enjoy the oh. whole process, I guess. I personally do enjoy How the many process. times have you, fly- have you flown? I don't know. Maybe. I don't you know the answer. Maybe like a range. I would estimate five times. It depends on what you mean. Do you mean going and back? Oh, wow. Um, I would guess how many flights total have you been on? So that includes going there and coming back, right? Yeah. Okay, so that would have to be two each trip at least. But So I went to Brazil, yeah. I went to Jamaica, I went to New York. And those are the three so main... I think those are the three places I've flown to. Oh. And probably other places that I don't remember. Well, I guess, yeah, if you're flying once a decade, it might not be as bad. <laughs> uh... But, I mean, there have been times where I had to, like, fly places, like, every weekend, and that is not... Oh, my God. I'm sure I don't want to get into. Yeah, so do you have to... So um, if you do that, is it the same thing as anyone else going through the airport, or do you get a special pass? I, no. That's probably a stupid question, yeah. but... I feel like they should let some people who have to yeah, go all the time know. have a different... Gold or whatever. Because if you, you know, if you're a well, terrorist, shouldn't you... They can do what they want. That's a, a oligopoly. Right. Shouldn't you have already blown up the plane, though, if you are going to go every weekend? I mean, maybe you're planning it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the thinking is there. I've just been practicing a lot. I go like to Cocaine and then Austin and then Bloomington. Is there more on that I list? Throw them off. Is I mean, there... that's, that's what terrorists would do. Would, would, isn't that what terrorists, terrorists would do then? Would they would oh, right. take a lot of flights for Damn, 30 weeks right. and then the 31st week. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we gotta keep I want to go back to the time yeah, when, if you watch, if you watch old movies like I do, you literally just walked the plane on the just walk in. <laughs> on the uh, tarmac. Yeah. So that's that would be my utopia. But yeah. anyway, they're never gonna gonna give us that back. Um, so architecture, he has for oh. state architecture, baroque ecclesiastic. Oh wait, sorry, for state architecture, baroque. For ecclesiastical architecture, Romanesque or Byzantine. <laughs> for domestic architecture, 18th century British or American colonial, which is not a bad choice. Um, uh. So, yeah, there would be no state architecture uh, <laughs> in my Eden. Um, certainly not the horribly drab, uniform, D.C. classical bullshit. Uh, ecclesiastical would be like open air. I mean, again, we're talking like, uh, loose, loose leaf paganism. So like, um, there'd be like Stonehenges and like weird unexplained mounds that nobody remembers why they're there. <laughs> like, 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 uh, prehistorical, like mystery sites that it's just like, why are all these stones here? Um, that would be the extent of ecclesiastical okay. architecture. <laughs> And then domestic architecture, if we're talking like, like, um, if we're imagining, I guess, like some kind of country or suburban existence, because I mean, in a city, it'd probably be different. Um, but yeah, in some like suburban neighborhood, there'd be like, uh, he, he has like American colonial, but, uh, yeah, in mine, there, I don't think there would be, like, a specific style. There would be, like, a lot of different styles. I like, like, around, like, Gimgol, where there are a bunch of different types of houses, except there would be, like, one house every neighborhood that I just, like, absolutely hate. <laughs> one ugly house every neighborhood, and every few neighborhoods would have a haunted house, like, a verifiably <laughs> haunted house that looks haunted. Wait, why would there be like, a house like, that you like hate, a, though? Is that because you love Victorian. hating, do you love hating houses, or what? Why would you have that in there? No, I just think I just think just for variety. I don't know, uh, just for shock value. Okay. Um, All right. Maybe just to like appreciate the ones I like. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that 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 that. What I was thinking about that, I'm like, there has to be a house that I don't like. 
<laughs> one house and a half. It's kind of like my winter in Marina del Rey. Right, okay. Uh, one weekend a year where it's abominable weather. Um, and I am, yeah, firm and unshakable about the haunted house. It has to be a haunted house within walking. Have you ever been to a haunted house in your life? So I don't know why I said in your life. Have you ever been there, to a haunted house? <laughs> there is a house that is haunt that looks haunted, like um, in Boyd's, Maryland. Is that what inspired uh, you to say that? Like the town, yeah, a little. But I'm thinking of a. It's like a purple Victorian house um, that like no one lived in, and it's always been deserted, and it's kind of behind trees. Um, but yeah, from like one half of the, from one direction of the road, you can see it. Um, it looks a little bit like Le Maison Derriere from the, uh, Bard of Darkness or Bard After Dark, my bad. Bard After Dark episode of The Simpsons. Do you know that one? Season eight? No, I should look it up. I've been watching a lot of Simpsons lately, to be honest. Uh, where he, uh, he goes to work at the Bordello. Oh, yeah, and the grandpa walks in. Is that when the grandpa walks in? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we put the spring in Springfield, et cetera. Um, It looked a little, it looked a bit like that house, but more like the. Like a Victorian. More like like cylindrical. Yeah, Victorian. I think Victorian is probably where a lot of the haunted houses would look like, I'm guessing. Just. Yeah, I assume that's what I, they look like in the movies. I don't know that much about haunted houses. <laughs> well, like yeah. the monsters, you know um, that TV show. And in my existence, yeah, they have a kind of like that a Victorian house. Right? Yeah, like a gabled house yeah. with cobwebs. Yeah. Oh yeah, the gables. The gables, which are a good place to have cobwebs. Yeah. Right. All right, so let me answer because I I get the game now. I get the game. I have to make my own world here. Okay, look, I I actually have this <laughs> yeah, on my state architecture. I have state. Uh, I have this on my um my to do list to learn more about architecture because I love it so much. I think, like I said, I think that's like saying you love music. I mean, it's kind of a dumb thing to say, right? I think everybody loves it. Um, I definitely I am not, know. I'm not informed. Or are not interested in architecture. Yeah, I'm not informed about it, so I don't know how to answer about the styles so much, but I know what I like. Um, and I was going to say a general comment, which I, I don't want to insult today's architects out there, okay? But back in the day, I find when I see old structures, you know, old houses from the 30s, like at Gimgul, and the same guy who made Gimgul made Eastover or Myers Park here in Charlotte, and they're beautiful old homes. They're all individual uh, brick mm. different you know mm. different nooks and crannies and i've been in a few of them and the, those old 30 mansions i love them you know as to as to just i'm what i'm getting at is old architecture to me was more careful was more specific was more individualistic and artistic i find a lot of new architecture new buildings to be bland and just slipshod and boring so you know I don't know. I don't. I really like the I old guess, stuff. Though, I would. I. I think I agree. I, I agree with you about style. I mean, just as a, a comment on the progress of history, I assume the slipshod and ugly houses from the '30s just got replaced. <clears throat> That's a good point. So we have like a partially ignorant nostalgia. I think That's true, uh, but you know, But what about the old government the buildings ones. which I know you probably don't like, but I mean anywhere you go, the old buildings like like anywhere. I went to I went to Manaus in Brazil, the old opera house they built, which was European, I guess, cuz they colonized it from Portugal, but Right. Th- I mean, that was beautiful. And if you build an opera house today, it would just be it would be nice, it would be modern and glass, but it wouldn't be beautiful, you know, in my opinion. So that that's my bias, I okay, guess. So for you, it would be kind of like European classic. Yeah, it would be European classic. There you go. I like that. Anything okay. anything older than the 50s. Okay. Okay. How about for ecclesiastical? Ecclesiastical, I like um I like uh I like cathedrals and stuff. You know, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't mean to offend so you. Like, like uh <laughs> Brines or Mont Saint Michel or uh Chartres or Yeah, so something I don't want it to be insanely annoyingly Notre Dame. I don't want it to be insanely annoyingly um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like, 
I don't know. I I I I want it to be. I guess I'm trying to say I like simple. I like what you said about simple, but I also like cathedrals. Okay, so there's a there's an in between okay. there. I don't like the coffee shop looking sanctuary. A smaller cathedral. A small cathedral. Yeah, like not not crazy, cathedral. not generations to to build. Okay, but uh, but but thought out and nice and and like yeah, old well, you school. have a, you have like a poor town where they spent half their. <laughs> income on building it. <laughs> yeah, although, sure. I mean, yeah, Ethan, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah, like, Sharks is not a thriving economic, or was not a thriving economic community. But they put a lot of resources into those cathedrals, into that cathedral. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think I can imagine that. And then for domestic architecture. Didn't I answer that or no? Like I like Gimgol. I oh, like yeah, yeah. I like old thirties yeah, yeah. mansions. Okay, with bricks. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm trying to see how, how long have we been talking? For? Oh, this is fifty. Like, we're at fifty. Half, we're at fifty minutes. <laughs> this is going to be the whole podcast. So this is this is a good topic. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a nine minute thing. Jeez. Um. Okay. Uh, the next one I don't have much of an answer for. I like his uh, domestic furniture and equipment. I actually disagree with him, but domestic furniture and equipment. Okay. Um, well, I guess domestic furniture, kitchens and bathrooms, which are full of as many, or, sorry, which are as full of modern gadgets as possible. Uh. I very much disagree with the Victorian, like the ponderous, heavy furniture. Uh, my bias would be for like simple, clean, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. you know, Kitchens, uh, I don't like gadgets. I don't either. Give me a bunch of pans. And I, I don't either. Out. I agree yeah. with you. I, I get annoyed. Well, I don't he, know what modern gadgets he's putting in the bathroom, but uh, <laughs> other than a bidet instead of toilet paper, I'm I'm out. No modern gadgets in my bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, I get intimidated at these oh, kitchens of, 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 of these fancy people. I, I agree with you about that. Um, mm, you know, colonial and... isn't colonial American furniture like? Isn't that famous? The simplistic wooden carved like I like that. I don't know if that's a if I'm making you mean up like the shakers, that category or uh, are you just like imagining like 17th century American, but like they would make a chair that. I yeah, mean, like at least, at least I'm imagining like a chair that lasts for a hundred years. You got a chair that lasts hundred year, hundred years. It's wood, Rock and chair. there's also like a like a picture in it. You know, like berries or something. I don't know, but mm. but it's simple and okay. it's not cumbrous. So I don't know. That's my ideal. I love yeah, simple, I think we both elegant the Victorian. I like simple and elegant for furniture. Yeah, like, yeah. Any gadgets in your bathroom? Uh, I do dream about having a nice shower head. Modern gadget. I dream of having a nice shower head. I've oh, never had one in my life. Okay. <laughs> you mean, what do you mean, like detachable or well, like one of those? You know, like when you go to a hotel. I've been that had detachable and it's nice. When I go to a hotel on the rare occasions that I do, it's it's like good pressure. Mm, that's all yeah. I. That's all I mean. I, I have. I've always had bad, ba- bad shower yeah. heads. It's just crap. Satisfying. I'm fine with it. Satisfying like I live. Pressure. I live very simply. I don't have anything nice at all. But uh, like in terms of that, I don't have anything nice in my kitchen or bathroom. And my shower heads have always been shitty. Yeah. Just, just very low water pressure, and the that doesn't get very hot. And you want, some people have all kinds you of. Get things. a little bit of pressure. Yeah. That's all I ask. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Formal dress. Fashions of Paris in the, the 80s and 40s. What? I you can guess that... Uh, I have no idea what that would even look like. I have no clue. Um, some, like, Balzac and Like, I would imagine, like, high collars. Right. What, men, so he said Paris like high, in the 1840s? Like, I, but I imagine kind of dark, kind of like, uh, hmm. you know, black mantles and black ties. And stuff. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, as not a formal dress wearer, <laughs> uh, it'd be more ironically. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what problem I do have with like what, what opinion I do have about formal dress is that I, I don't like that 
uh, at least like American men's clothing, which for one thing is all cut differently <clears throat> than would fit me. Um, but like a lot of like men's shirts or like a lot of men's shirt lines, even like Uniqlo, which I think is Japanese, like they, they come in like five colors and they're the same as like trucks. Like they're the same color scheme as trucks. It's like, what? you know, straight guy red and like dull blue and black and white and gray. And those are the only five options. I mean, obviously not talking universally, but a lot of times. I'm Typically like, that's what people wear. Those are my only five options. Right. I'm saying uh, uh, American men like yeah. have whittled it down to the same colors as trucks. And I Are think you talking I about what's appropriate to wear to like a funeral there. or like a party or you mean? You well, know, I hear what I you're saying. Like I agree with what you're party saying. Or something with a, yeah, it's like, it's very it's very typical that men's yeah, formal sure. wear is very like limited. like flannel shirt yeah. and then yeah. But it's always been limited, right? I mean, uh, maybe yeah, maybe Paris in the forties. Like men's formal clothing, I have are like pink and. So do you long for the more flamboyant style like of the old days, like back when we had oh, wigs yeah. and I, stuff? I mean, uh, <laughs> more like dandyish color scheme. It is weird to see um, that, you know, in history pastel. books and so forth, and you see people dressed up um, like. Like like today, if you dressed up like the people did who were rich and whatever in Paris in the 1840s, yeah, you, would, years ago. you would look like <laughs> yeah. a crazy person. <laughs> that when this guy Auden was writing, I'm assuming, what, what what decade was he writing this in? Do you know? Like 19, a little bit after 1960. I, uh, I don't know when it was first published. I could look that up. But yeah, the lectures were from 1956 to 19. Okay, so perfect. When he was alive and working, the expectation for people was basically what we consider formal wear today. So I envy that time because I really like the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, like suit, you know, uh, clean cut hair and, and tie. And I like that look. So I, I like that as a day to day attire to go to work. Now, I know okay. you don't like work. So I don't know in utopia, I don't know when, when you would wear that. But I don't personally live by well, that standard. Formal dress, so it could be for like Yeah, formal uh, dress to me in that era wouldn't formal dress be like a tuxedo? In his context? So, yeah, it'd just be like the next step up in his context. So Yeah. Uh, but I love suits. I do love suits though. So I would say suits if I had to give an answer. Like if you're coming to a funeral or a party, in my utopia, or I would. A I would. Weekly pagan festival. Or a weekly pagan like, festival. <laughs> I would expect pagan. a suit. And any color you want. I do okay. like when people play with color. I don't like when it's insanely ugly and yeah. annoying. You know, I think people in fashion sometimes. I don't want to rant, but uh, I think they confuse ugly with attract. You know, with with interesting. That's not necessarily the case. But I agree with you about the limits on color. I think there's a definite like you know? uh, anxiety of influence, or just like a fact that like a lot of things have been done in fashion. So to do yeah. something new, sometimes you have to. Right. Obviously, I'm talking on my ass because I don't know. I mean, Same. I'm, we're like Same. you add up. <laughs> These are like a borrowed shirt and like old black jeans. Dude, I um, I am I am like barely an adult about clothes. I have to force <laughs> myself to buy new clothes because I have to pretend to care because I realize it's important to other work. people, you know? I had one pair of yeah. pants for over a year. I had one. I would wear it every day. <laughs> and I painted in them and everything and they were they were just, just my favorite pair of pants and everything else was destroyed and like my buttons were popping off and everything, so yeah, I'm talking on my ass. I'm talking on my ass too. <laughs> As a, I have a couple pairs of jeans and they don't fit anymore, so I just have to keep like washing them until they shrink and they can fit me again. Um, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, they're they're all too wide about the waist. Um, okay, so yeah, so much for formal dress. Sources of public information. This I 100% agreed with. Uh, sources of public information. His answer: gossip. Technical and learned periodicals, but no newspapers. <laughs> take that whole answer. No newspapers. Oh, God, no newspapers. <laughs> Holy Christ, no newspapers. <laughs> no news. No, like, TV media. That's a lot. Not allowed. No in... Uh, what no, about... I, I, this might... I, this might ruffle your feathers, but yeah, no, like, uh, news radio, no talk radio. <laughs> Uh, no one talks because I mean it would be like different because they're so let me ask you though would 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 be arguing about but yeah 
But, Everyone knows things because they gossip and it's just myths and legends and fables and lies to each other. The most and occasional truth. So by go- okay, let, I have a couple questions because I I think I agree with a lot of what you said in my utopia. But by gossip, do you mean yeah. like getting a drink and talking? I mean, yeah, like that's what you mean by God. The, that's the best. The to each other, like, that's the best way. I agree. You know, what are you going to do? But then yeah. I was also going to say. Are the neighbors going to get married or something? Your antipathy yeah. to newspapers and talk radio and everything. Is that <laughs> is that the national aspect of it? Like if it was local, what if it was a local paper? You know, like, is that different or no? Uh, if it was a local paper. Because I love, yeah. I love being in a community that's local and, you know, you know what's happening. I don't know. Like, when I go to small towns, I love like that a, feeling. There was something called the Maryland or Montgomery County Gazette when I grew up. And they would, like, have... Or the Daily Tar Heel. Have you ever heard of the like, Daily Tar Heel, uh, Nash? <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like uh, <laughs> you, we have more of a contentious I, I didn't have much of a relationship with the Daily Tar Heel. But I read it um, every day. I read it every day. I don't read... I don't... I mean, you know, because it was local. I didn't read that. Well, I did. I, I read it when I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess you could have, you could have, I mean, you could say, yeah, you could have a local newspaper. I, I, I don't like anything that formal, but yeah, go ahead. What's yours? I already said mine. Mine is out and completely. You know, I love the gossip thing. If you're talking about people like getting a drink and discussing. Amazing. Yeah. That's my favorite form of learning about stuff. That's what he's talking okay. about, right? He's talking okay, about... So there is, like, a, a local well, public information, that is, however you define that. Um, well, like, I, 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 I kind of idealize... This isn't fair, but I, I idealize the beginnings of this country. You know, back when they had taverns and people would travel by horse and they'd have mm-hmm. newspapers and arguments and taverns. I, that's what I imagine it was like, you know, right yeah. before the revolution and stuff. So I think of that. Like, and I, I like learning stuff from people, like you said, neighbors and over the fence and talking to local people and going to bars and learning yeah. stuff. So that's, um, that's what I imagine you mean. And that's my, that would be my ideal mm-hmm. utopia, form okay. of communication. Cool. Then the <laughs> penultimate public statues. Oh, <laughs> His God. answer is for public statues confined to famous defunct chefs. What? Defunct chefs? Uh, for this, I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry, what? Defunct chefs? Defunct chefs. Like, I guess dead. <laughs> I oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> Or maybe they're defunct in that they're like not type of food. Is it tasty? Food? I, don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> defunct. Um, I was thinking for mine, there would be one public statue <sighs> of uh, somebody no one cares about. It's like some, you know, verdigree old statue that no one cares about or of a person no one cares about or, or has much affection for, the kids are, like, able to vandalize the legal impunity, uh, which scandalizes a couple of old people that I don't have to do with. But that's my... That, that would be... There would be one public statue that gets daily vandalized. Wait, what's the other... Wait, you had two or one? I don't remember. That's just one. That's just one. He, he said defunct chef. That's not me. Okay, and yours is someone no one cares about? One single statue that's kind of ugly that no one really cares about. Why is that your answer? Scandalized when it gets Well, I I don't get it, but that's what I would. That would be in my in my in my utopia. I would. I don't care. I don't. You would have a. You would. You would. Okay. This is my point. I would be in charge of statues. I care about statues. Mm-hmm. I would decide if your statue oh. went up or not. I don't care what your statue is. I want you to give it to me <laughs> to approve because I hate ugly statues. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate ugly statues. I think and everyone has to deal with them. It is in a. It is. It is such a public sin statue. to put up an ugly statue. I don't know what these people are doing in Charlotte. They have a lot of public art, and it is mostly ugly as hell. And I mean, I'm sorry. Someone needs to stand up and say no, no, not going up. So, so I guess. Yeah, it's hard to define. It's impossible to define. I guess. I like statues. I love statues, but I hate ugly statues. So I don't care what the statue is for. I really, I, I, I like historical statues. We probably don't agree about 
like oh, Silent Sam, I think it was a travesty they tore it down. I think he was a beautiful statue. So to me, it's a part of the architecture and the and the experience of the space, you know. So I love statues. I don't care what it is for. I care if it's ugly. Typically, you know. Okay, so it'd be like a beautiful statue to to Karl Marx to be if it's like it's the beard. If the people of a like yeah, if if, if it's applicable to whatever the place, I, I would say this. I think it should be applicable to the place that it goes up at. You know, yeah. I don't know. I, that's I don't know if that's if that's going to stand up against scrutiny. But uh, yeah, like I don't get why you would put up a statue that doesn't apply to your town or whatever. But um, okay. but yeah, the town Karl Marx is from or whatever. Put up a beautiful statue of Karl Marx. You know, if it's ugly, I don't like it. If it's beautiful, Somewhere I like Germany, it. Germany, I forget where it's from. What is the um? What is the next topic? <laughs> the next topic's the last topic. So yeah. I'm okay. To get off of well, well, so public entertainment. He has religious what? processions, brass bands, opera, classical ballet. No movies, radio, or television. And I'm going to disagree with Alden on this. Um, certainly. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, a lot of weekly pagan religious festivals or religious festivals. Um, for my uh, Eden, Edenic public entertainment, there would be like uh, exclusively divey, grungy uh, <laughs> comedy venues. All the comedy <laughs> venues would be exclusively divey and grungy and like $5 at the door at most. Um, same with music venues. Um, there would be theaters Indoor and outdoor, lots of theaters that are always doing something, uh, both indoor and outdoor. Because again, it's Marina Del Rey's weather, so you can do Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. Um, uh, basketball arenas. Um, <laughs> I guess that counts as, as public entertainment. Auden, of course, was not thinking about sports. Um, but yeah, uh, basketball arenas. But what did you disagree with him here. about? Oh, no movies, radio, or television. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think they're um, fully automated luxury communism. They wouldn't be done, you know, there wouldn't be Marvel farts every year. Um, it would be, you know, non-commercial television, because why would you be having commercials? Um, <laughs> not commodified movie product. Um. But just, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how would um? Would make so how would in in your utopia would there be schedules? Would there be troops of people who plan things, or how would that work? Like, you want me to set up like the the theater companies? Or I don't know. I I mean, like, if I'm if I'm walking around, is it? I don't. I guess it's always something to do, right? So, okay. Yeah, there would be, like I said, like you know, nightly performances in both the outdoor and indoor theater. Um, I, I agree with you. I lo- I think, I think he, his heart was in a good place probably when he said no TV or radio or movies. Um, well, um, but yeah, I'd be I mean, a hypocrite really, uh, <laughs> if I said that. 1962 television was like great. You know, I, I just on a quick tangent. I love the aspect of live television. I just think that's so cool. I think back in the day when they had to get on like TV and be live in front of tens of millions of people, like Ronald Reagan when he did the GE Theater or whatever. I love that idea. I don't know why, but anyway, I'm sure it sucked compared to today's options. Yeah, they do it on the news. That's about it. But or like live events. So, I mean, live TV for like. Well, there are like live musicals occasionally, right? On like ABC, not like films, film things. You could just like a lot more you can do with. Um, I, mean, I mean, like live like theater performances that just get broadcast, but you wouldn't need to have. I I I, I don't you know. Oh, you would uh, broadcast the theater. That in the world now, <laughs> but why would you do that if you have like a theater within walking distance? Right. So yeah, I have no like ideological qualm with that. Um, in our world today, you know, um, if like uh, Igmar Bergman did that, he would like film operas. He spent a lot of time filming the theater. 
Um, which, yeah, it's not like the best theater experience, but it's a better theater experience than not having a filmed version of the Magic Flute or whatever. Um, if you can't get to a live version of the Magic Flute, so yeah, I have no, I have no like qualm with that. It's just like I, I think that would be like kind of superfluous in my uh, theater-ridden <laughs> society. I do wish more people went to the theater. I do. I think. I think that's the most special yeah. thing. So my utopia would have theater. It would have movies and everything. For sports, I love golf, so it would have golf. And for you, because you would be invited to my utopia, I would have basketball. <laughs> so. Oh. Thank you for uh, including the basketball court. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. To be clear, this is an uh, this is a lecture. Like he was preparing to talk to the students about this. Well, so this part was just for the book, I think. Oh, okay. Um, this is a prologue, but he's like. Uh, so this is him as a critic or, you know, taking on the, you know, uh, before he writes critical essays or critical, um, talks, performs critical talks or shows you his critical talks. Uh, this is him laying out his cards, all of his answers, the no movies, no TV. Um, yeah, that was like him showing his Eden before he talks about, you know, Shakespeare and Nathaniel West and. Marianne Moore and et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I find that absurd. Like, that, how, I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean. What, you, you, you don't think it matters? Or, or feel like I get what he's like, saying. No, I like the premise, I think, is he's saying, I get what you mean. Like, everybody has a different ideal of something, and it's not really contingent upon anything except your personal yeah, like experience. Everybody loves Victorian gabled houses when they Which I read, do. you know. Nathaniel Hawthorne, right. and it's, you know, oh, seven gables, shit. That's, you know, that's just, that's the best number of gables. But, like, um, like when you said the British weather, seven. when you said the British weather, okay, because yeah. I, I love rain, and I know some people hate it. Some people despise it when it rains, you know? And I just thrive when it rains all the time. I love all kinds of weather, but I can't explain to you why I love rain. Like, maybe it goes back to yeah. a reason, but I don't know why. Yeah. That, 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 that's like the level of, um, yeah, the level of like unconscious dream, childhood dream state that, yeah, uh, informs a lot of our preferences. Okay. <laughs> yeah, would so in other words, you, just be upfront uh, about your preferences. Read, I mean, that would, that would, that would, yeah, that would totally inform how you read like, oh, it's raining in this, in this scene. I agree. Um, yeah. it's like, to me, I think of, um. Well, anyway, yeah, I, I agree with that. So basically, he's saying admit yeah. your preferences. You don't have to explain why, necessarily. Yeah. No. Yeah. None of those had explanations. Okay. Okay. I, I, I didn't. It's not like I wasn't. Re- it was. Yeah. It's not like I wasn't reading the. Well, we kind of talked about that, but yeah, he didn't. Reason why you needed uh, absolute monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, That's like, in, so in other words, he he grew up with a monarchy, and the image of that is is something he prefers, I guess. Oh yeah, I, I I don't want to like try to psychoanalyze. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Here. I mean, I'm giving you an example. Between then and when he wrote that essay, he definitely had like a Marxist phase uh, in like the twenties and thirties, um, or like at least like a socialisty phase. Um, yeah, I, maybe I'm sure that had something to do with it. Um, I'm sure. No, I'm just trying to understand what he's saying, what he means. That's all. Yeah, I hear. Just, I hear you. Okay. It's arbitrary, entirely arbitrary. They don't need to have any basis in logic. Uh, 